Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome yeah. to the News Burp, the show that's all the internet for news and burps its essence in your general direction. My name is Matt. Him over there is Adam. Hello. And this is episode number 282. And this week, we've got stories about uh, FedEx putting lasers on their planes. And uh, a man has something stuck in his ear. And a woman sends drinks to herself because she wants men to think that she's more popular than she is. <laughs> yeah. And it's all on TikTok. Yeah, it really kind of bugs me when I saw it. Like, there's yeah. massive stories out there. And I went... Oh, you're such a you're a wagon, and we, and men are really under the kind of radar uh, these days, especially yeah. in Ireland with uh, yeah. the whole murder thing. Yeah. So for those who don't know, outside of Ireland, uh, a woman was murdered last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, while she was out on a run, uh, she was out on a jog or a run or whatever uh, down the banks of the Royal Canal in Tullamore. Was the Royal Canal Grand Canal? Royal Canal. <laughs> I want to say Royal. I want to say Royal. Uh, Canal in Tullamore is only one of them. And she was strangled. And now it's prompted this big outcry for zero tolerance uh, for violence against women, which is, is only right. Yeah. But what I've noticed is, uh, oh, first of all, uh, all the vigils that happened all around the country was nothing more than, than people being like, oh, look at me, aren't I great? Because I, oh, I want to call attention to... to to this woman's death and you're just you're just hijacking this woman's family's grief you know what I, I mean like they're not going to be able to have you know uh, a proper intimate send off for this woman because they're going to be plagued by media and you know, people with fucking camera phones yeah it's social media going, platforms. I, I'm doing my bit I'm doing yeah. my bit it's like no you're not no you're not you're, you're putting a picture on your on your social media, the whole thing of like, oh, she was out, she was out on a run. It doesn't matter what she was doing. She could yeah. have been doing drugs on in the in the ditch. And what a guy should have done was went, I'm going to take you home, or I'm going to take you to the hospital. It's what the guy did. The guy murdered someone. Uh-huh. So like she could be doing anything. She could really flicking her bean. She could have been. She she could have been teaching uh, a pole dancing course. Yeah. On the banks of the canal, and it, sh- it shouldn't matter what she was doing, or anybody for that matter. And of course, there's, there's men coming out going, "Well, there should be zero tolerance of, of with violence against anybody." Yes, there should. Uh, uh, that's like here's the Black thing. Lives matter. Don't all lives matter? Yes, <laughs> but, but black 
people are getting they're being choked out and being shot yeah, for no exactly. reason. Oh, yeah. I have to say, like, if I was going for a run down the canal, now, that'd be worth a headline on its own. But if I was going for a run <laughs> down runs. the canal, <laughs> I was going for a run down the canal and, so, and somebody wanted to stop me and try to strangle me, there'd be a fairly even playing field because you're two, you're two men. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a sexist thing. Like, we brought this up briefly, previously when we were talking about, like, trans athletes and stuff. Yeah. There's <clears> a physiological difference between a man and a woman. Also, there's a difference between a man who has himself pent up and worked up that this is what he wants to do uh, versus a woman who is, you know, has her earphones in and is jogging along the canal and is not, you know, expecting anything. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, it's been brought, you know, not, not brought to light, but it's been brought into a lot of men's attention that women their whole lives have to kind of worry and prepare if they're out on their own. Yeah. Um, they have to plan their route, you know. Um, you have, you know, whistles and alarms and you're holding keys between your fingers and if anyone's walking behind you or you see somebody ahead of you. And it's not something I ever had to consider. It's no. not, maybe like when I was growing because because we moved around a lot when, when I was growing up, so some of the areas we lived in were less than desirable. So the only thing I can equate it to is walking home late at night through an area that you knew was rough and you're on your own. Yeah. Now, I haven't experienced that in probably 30 years. So b- because of that, it's not in my it's not in my thought process when I, when I leave the house. But I do understand that it's in every woman's uh, thought process. Well, I'm going out for a walk, so I need to have this. I, make, I need to make sure that the, the, the route is well lit. Um, you know, am I bringing the dog with me? Am I going to be on the phone with somebody the whole entire walk? There's all these things. And when I was out yesterday, actually walking the dog um, here, because uh, Blessing is, is is a very kind of it's it's not a built up area, but there's there's a lot of people here. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of houses. There's a lot. There's just a, there's, there's a big population. And at the same time, every day, everyone goes out for walks. Like literally, there's never a part of the day where you go for a walk and you don't meet somebody. Yeah, you know, you'll always meet somebody, whether it's you know another dog walker, somebody out for a run or jog or cycle or whatever. There's always somebody, and in the last couple of days, I've noticed um, women m- more women walking dogs than would have been like because you see the same kind of faces all the time. So, yeah. so women who would have been out on their own now have dogs with them, now have uh, a male partner with them. Uh, if they're on their own, they're talking to somebody on the phone while they're walking, or at least pretending to be talking to somebody yeah. when they're approaching you. You know, um, and it's it's kind of it's a palpable change in in in, in the era there, and uh, it's 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 a bizarre situation where half of society is terrified of the other half. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know? And it's, it's <laughs> and then of course you get men coming out, going. It's not all men. I go. Yes, of course it's not all men because if it was all men, all women would be dead, right? So no, it's not all men. But yeah. all all men need to realize that even their behavior, while uh, kind of innocent to them, you know, take into consideration the fact that if you're out for a walk and and you're walking the same direction as a woman, but you're walking behind her, like what's going through her head? Yeah, you know. Um, that that never would have crossed my mind before. I would have just because you know me, I'm in my own world. Don't give a shit. Talking to you now, I'm like, what's going on with me? So, <laughs> so that that wouldn't cross my mind. But you know, even to like you know, uh, cross the road, 
you know, to make her feel a little bit more comfortable. You, you can't really speed up and try and overtake her because then she's going to freak out in a few seconds. Going to take you to overtake her. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a it's a bizarre thing where like you have, you have women who are like, see, see, this is what happens, and this is why we're genuinely afraid to go out on our own or to go out in an area that isn't uh, isn't particularly busy. You know, we can't go for a walk. We can't go for a run. We can't. We can't basically go out on our own whether it's daytime or nighttime, because that this this thing didn't happen like you know in the dead of night you know it happened kind of in a still fairly light time of the evening yeah and uh yeah she got men coming out it's not all men all men shouldn't be like, yeah we know it's not all men shh that's not the issue yeah shh that's not the issue i seen a uh, must be on like some kind of instagram thing or tiktok or whatever where this girl was saying if i got bit by if i got bit by like a poodle you don't understand that if I say I'm afraid of dogs mm-hmm. because I got bit by one kind of dog, it's like I'm just I'm I'm fearful of dogs. Mm-hmm. Anyone would try to go, yeah, okay, because you got bit once. It's like mm-hmm. not just poodles or not just that dog. You kind of go, I just have a fear of dogs, and natural yeah. fear of dogs because I got bit once. Yeah, and it's like ah, get it, get it. Yeah, well, they didn't get it before. It's like, but well, that's it, and it, it, it's. It. <laughs> Like I, I was on, I was because I spend like I've, I've deleted all socials apart from Reddit. The reason I like Reddit is because there's no algorithm. Like you, you, you control what's in your feed. You have to join a subreddit in order to see the content from it. So there's nothing being pumped into your feed that you haven't selected. Yeah. Um. So that's why I like Reddit. But I was on, I was on obviously the 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 Ireland subreddit, and of course there were some threads coming on. It's not all men, and immediately they get downvoted. It's like that's not the point. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah, it, it, and it's exactly what you said. It's like the Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. Yes, all lives matter. Yes, yes, you're right. But that doesn't seem to be a massive problem with other areas. So let's just focus on the one where there is a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you have men coming and going, well, maybe we should teach people just not to be violent. Yes, of course we should. Teach everyone not to be violent. Of course we should. We should also address the fact that uh, every female that you know has to consider things before they leave the house that you do. You know, because yeah. you have a wife and two daughters. So yeah. obviously this 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 tape this uh th- this tragic event has probably been brought up in your house a few times over the last week. Yeah. And you know, your two daughters and your wife they're ever leaving the house alone have to have to plan their route, have to make sure that, you know, somebody knows where they're going, where they've been, where they're where they are. You know, probably have live phone calls going all the time, make sure somebody's there to pick them up and all this kind of crazy stuff. Whereas me and you'd be like, I'm just going out. Yeah, I'm going for a walk. Where? I'm going for a walk. Down the ditches. What, what yeah. are you doing down there? I'm a man. <laughs> I don't have that kind of weird fear. Yeah, I'm just going to go wherever the road, I'm going to little this hobo this shit. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to that volcano. But mm. are you not afraid? <laughs> not it. I'm, a penis. I'm gonna go up to, I'm gonna go up to that creepy house at the top of the hill, the one where all the rapes apparently happen. I'm just gonna go yeah. check it out. Yeah, I was just gonna pass through a few dark alleys and pass that walkway that's not lit. Yeah, that's the route I'm gonna take. Yeah. No, I'm not bringing my phone. No, I'm not bringing the dog. No, no. I'm not bringing any kind, any kind of sharp object. Yeah. I'm and I'll my be boxers. back. <laughs> and I'll be back exactly when I tell you it will be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when when we see you? Whenever. Bye. Be fine. Be fine. No problem. Yeah. Don't well, worry about me. You know, bring your phone. No need. I'll yeah. be back. Because <laughs> what's weird is that if if your wife went out for a walk and she took her phone with her and then 
you know, say if a walk takes an hour and half an hour into it, the phone rings, you, you pick it up straight away, hoping that it's not something untoward. Yeah. Uh, so it might be that little moment of panic. Whereas if you went there for a walk and Tina's phone rang, there might be a thing of, well, probably not with you, but I mean, like, with, with, with like probably with other men, it'd be like, oh, he's drunk, he's down the pool, we need a lift. That's the only thing that would cross maybe a woman's mind if the man rang at a time when he wasn't planning to ring, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's just, but it's it's, it's a thing, and, and, and now they're calling for um, legalization of uh, pepper spray and mace and stun guns and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like... I don't look as, as much as I think that yes, there should be zero tolerance of for violence, um, and obviously violence against women because you know I don't use the word more more vulnerable, but they are you know yeah, and uh, I just don't think throwing pepper spray and stun guns because they're it's not just going to be a thing where it's like, hey you know we're just going to make these things legal for women they'll make them legal everywhere which means now men have a way to further incapacitate women yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think putting things in people's hands always kind of frightens me. It's like you need to protect yourself. Here, take this, and then yeah. if that if that one was overpowered, it's like yeah, I'll have that. Oh yeah. no, he has my stun gun. Yep, yeah. into the yeah. van. It's like oh, fuck. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's like being in one of those centers that takes in uh, Christmas trees after Christmas. You know, you know all, all the real trees, and they just they, they they're dead and they're brittle and they're extremely flammable. Yeah, it's like it's like working in one of those centers after Christmas, and then somebody says, "What happens if there's a fire?" Oh, well, you just use this flamethrower. That's all you do. That'll sort it out. <laughs> Once you burn the wood for the for the fire, she catches. It's like yeah. what you you get there first when it's a fire to everything. Yeah, but in a controlled fashion. Yeah, it's oh god, it freaks me out. So I suppose what we're saying is um, just don't strangle women to death. Yeah. Hey, man, stop being cunts. Hey, stop that, you, you sausage. Unbelievable. Anyway, that's what's going on uh, in this country. Um, oh, and also, uh, <laughs> just while we're giving out uh, and bringing light to stuff, people on social media should not be sharing uh, all the images. like Because there was a guy arrested. Um, and questioned, and all of his his images and his address and his details about his family and his job, everything went all over social media, and his life is now ruined. Oh, he was God. he was he was taken in, he was arrested, he was questioned, and he was released without charge. Yeah, but by the time he was released without charge, his entire life was done. You know, and what what made it kind of poignant for me was that. The whole thing um, around Ashley Murphy and her murder was she was just there for a run. That seemed to be the the, the line that everybody was using. She was yeah. just there for a run. And this guy, when, when the papers came to him to get his side of it, he said, yes, yeah, she was out for a run. I was only going to get milk. And now my life is effectively over as well because of social media trolls and justice warriors and keyboard warriors and all these kind of, you know, kick people. Yeah. Who think that they're helping when really they're just getting likes for their own fucking profile and their yeah. own drivel online uh, have ruined this man's life as well. You know, in the meantime, you now there's another guy in hospital now because he stabbed himself, you know, as innocent people do. Uh, yeah. And he's in hospital now, he's being treated in, in hospital now. 
And so he's their prime suspect, but he hasn't been arrested because he's in, he's under medical care. Yeah. And they haven't released his details yet, but yet people still know enough that there's still, and there's all the xenophobia as well as, you know, he's, he's Eastern European, whereas the, the first suspect was Romanian. And it just seems to be, oh, well, it's, it's all these, these foreigners. It's like, the, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter where the guy is from. The guy still murdered a woman. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where they're from. Just get the individual. Get the individual. Because also, you know, this individual, if he is the guy who did it, because he's still just, you know, he's he's a suspect at the moment, but they haven't, you know, they haven't questioned him. They haven't formally charged him yet. So if he is the guy that did it, he still has, if the details are to be believed, he has a wife and two kids. They're going to be affected by whatever happens about this. You know what I mean? But look, I don't know. Just, you know, don't be, just take into consideration the fact that uh, if you're out and about, how your actions may affect somebody else or may, make them feel or whatever. And it's, you know, I don't know. Don't be a strangly bastard. Yeah. It's mad you have to say that, isn't it? It's uh, it's frightening. It's, it's it's just like a bag of peanuts having a warning, this product contains nuts on yeah. the bag. You shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. But obviously the warnings are there because some twat was a strangly bastard and eats bags of nuts. He was allergic to them. Let's hope so. <sighs> anyway, that's our cheery banter for the start of the show. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I think we should we should just kick off then, will we? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I'll, I'll cheer you up. I have a story. I have a story. I went for an interview yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went for an interview yesterday. So I've been applying for everything. Um, that isn't hospitality. Yeah. Uh, so literally everything. So yesterday I had a, I had an interview for a job to be a delivery driver for a supermarket. Very good. I thought that'll be easy. Pick up people shopping from the shop and bring it to their house. Handy. So I applied. I won't name the, the, the name of the supermarket because um, they're a share of cons. But uh, oh. had had the interview arranged. Sent off the the application. Wasn't those application forms where? It's a it's a sixteen page application online. Yes. You no. Know, to deliver groceries, Adam. Sixteen pages of an application. Okay. As well as my C V. One of those ones where you have to regurgitate your C V onto the application form as well as uploading your C V regardless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One so do you have a C license? Yes. Can uh-huh. you lift things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Grant, would you mind delivering these out to people? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh so did all that. Um <laughs> Under all the questions that I don't think they're allowed to ask, but yet they seem to be asking about, like, you know, uh, sexual orientation and gender and age. I don't think they're allowed to ask them, but they asked them. But I put, like, <laughs> prefer, I prefer, I put prefer not to say under most of them. Yeah. Except for religion, when I put Satanist. Oh, very good. Yeah. And under notes, <laughs> there was notes for other when, because they obviously didn't list Satanist, it was other. And then there was a little box that said notes about religion under that. Again, which I don't think they're allowed to ask, but however. So uh, I put Satanist, and in the notes I said, I can present my membership card if needs be. <laughs> this my was on has membership cards. <laughs> this was I got on. a t-shirt. So <laughs> that's my a t-shirt and a certificate and a membership card and a laptop sticker and everything. So um sent that off. Because that was on page 15 
of 16. So I was kind of pissed off at that stage. Yeah. So I'm like, that's why I started taking the piss. Sent it off. Didn't expect to hear anything. I uh, got a phone call the next day to come in for an interview. I was told to come in and ask for the store general manager okay. as the guy who was in charge of um, the distribution. Cause like it's a, it's a fairly big suit. Like it's a massive supermarket. Okay. So I think they have like five or six vans on the road. So we're part of a team as opposed to just like the local guy, me just being the one guy or whatever. Yeah, very good. But the guy who was in charge of all the drivers uh, said, go and see the general manager on Monday. So, okay. So yesterday morning I went over for the interview. I was told to go in the customer service desk and ask for the guy. That's what I did. And the guy behind the counter said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm here for interview with the general manager. General manager's not here today. Ah. I was like, but I was told to come in for an interview at half ten. Who told you that? He said. I said, the the guy, I gave the guy's name who was in charge of the vans. Oh, yeah, he's not here today either. Are you sure you have the right place? I'm going, yeah, it's just this massive supermarket. It's the only <laughs> one that's... I would have said, you're telling me the guys that I'm looking for aren't here. So you yeah. know I'm in the right place. Yeah. You're telling me the people who work here aren't here. This is, this is the level of intelligence that's already working there, and they're questioning my intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so what am I supposed to do he said well, I don't know what do you want me to do and it was this, there was this standoff of well I'm about to drive in 20 minutes to get here and he's like well if you got the job you'd be driving a lot more than 20 minutes and I'm like this is a weird this is like a sitcom scenario except it's not fucking funny yeah is is this the interview am I being tested right now <laughs> or are you do you want to get fired don't don't have your job what the fuck is his problem yeah so I said, well, can you tell the guy that I come in and, you know, call me or whatever? And he was like, yeah, all right. Now, he didn't grab a pen and go to not know anything now. And he just went, yeah, all right. <laughs> I was like, there was a guy here. Like, what do you want? Oh, an interview or something? Oh, yeah, I was supposed to meet him. Well, he's gone home. Yeah. And I still I haven't heard anything since. There's been no calls, there's been no emails, there's been nothing since. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And all these companies are complaining they can't get staff. Unbelievable. Fucking believable. Anyway, there we go. Jesus. So if anyone has a job. Give us a job. I'll, I'll take once in a hospitality. Unless it's a handy nine to five hospitality job where I don't have to go out and actually speak to people. You know. Then I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Well, you know, just just whatever. Office whatever. job. Office job. Warehouse job. Factory job. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Don't care. I'm not I'm just not going back to restaurants. Not doing it. Right. Anyway, let's go do a show, will we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Now weekly weird updates. news <laughs> that's it that's all we need weekly weird updates uh yeah i'm gonna have to tell me where i need to go to uh fix that uh little video jingle <laughs> like start programming you're gonna have to tell me because otherwise it's gonna be weekly was updates forever no i'm gonna have to do it i'm gonna i'll just do it just, no, just, just tell me just tell me what like what app to use or what program or software to use i can you figure just, it out i suppose 
Like any of any of your graphics things, you just just chop mine off. Like mm-hmm. take take the audio off that. Mm-hmm. Uh, chop off my one and just snap yeah. on yours. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's that's literally what she said. Hey <laughs> you know. Just take the audio off, chop off mine and put in yours. A bit of a, a bit of a chippy chop, and we're we're good to go. Okay. Uh weekly weird updates. First story. Lego is being sued for copyright infringement over leather jacket design. So Lego, I've kinda gotten into Lego uh recently. Yeah. Um it's an expensive hobby. If I have one criticism on Lego, it's like it's little bits of plastic. Fucking lay off on the on the old air four hundred euro a, a, a gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like uh, uh like my my nephew does Legos big time. And like he has yeah. like all the kind of Harry Potter the castle, all the yeah. bits because you get it in bits. And then another friend of mine, uh, Mickey Joe, does like Legos, does like full streets of Lego. Uh-huh. So it gets like a post office, and then it gets like the church and all these, and just has the like, streets of Lego. It says, "Yeah, I'm a 30 year old something, and I do Legos. Do it, yeah. and he loves it. It's it's fantastic. Now you can't. <laughs> I've heard people say I'm really good at Lego. You can't say you're good at Lego because all you're doing is just like literally like page by page. It's there's no. <laughs> it's it's all picture instructions. There's no text in it at all so it's like you, you find the piece in the picture yeah and you put it on the other piece that's also in the picture yeah but i'm really good at that yeah yeah well yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you know this but i can i i'm good at that so like i, I the, the last one i did was the uh the ecto one from the from the the latest ghostbusters movie and yeah it's you're great saying. it has all it has all the moving parts it's a, it's a working engine not working engine it doesn't fucking propel the car but it has all like it's moving bits and fan belts in it and then there's, there's like all the radars on top and all that kind of stuff. It's like two and a half thousand pieces. And it took me about eight hours to do. Class. Right? Uh, but that was also 250 euro. Jeez. So I'm like, now it's just sitting there. So now, so now I have a thing. Now I have a plastic card that I spent 250 euro on. <laughs> Jeez, that's a lot. And one of the, and one of the pieces was missing. I think did I mention this last week? One you of the did, pieces yeah. was missing. I have to I had to send off an order and 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 uh, have it sent to me, uh, which Lego would have sent for free. But I'm still waiting on the Lego, the actual official Lego piece to arrive in. So I had to order this piece off a random website. <laughs> the piece itself was like four cents, and they're still making a profit off of their four cents. So if I can get one tiny tile for four cents, why is it costing me two hundred and fifty euro? For a box from that Lego can produce for probably nothing. Uh, I guess the, they think of what the end product is. You're gonna you're gonna have an Ecto one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. But the thing the thing about Lego is, is that like you used to just get a box of Lego. You just got like, bricks. Like, yeah, you just got it. He goes now use your imagination. But now Lego, I've decided no 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 bollocks. We're gonna give you the amount of pieces that you can do to make. Something from like pop culture, and you go class. So yeah. if you were to break up the Ecto one, you go, oh, "What is it going to make?" Uh, I don't know. It's not like it's not enough to make a gun. So it makes some kind of like motorbike, but it's going to look shit. <laughs> well, that's it, because like because in, inside the instruction book of the Ecto one was uh, little kind of bits of trivia about the movie and uh, the other Ghostbusters movies and and all the the gadgets on the Ecto one and what they were supposed to do in the movie, all that kind of stuff. That's cool. 
it is it is really cool. It's like the stuff that that I wouldn't have known about. Um, but then there's a guy who was the chief builder of the Ecto One Lego set, so he had to sit down and design this thing from all the existing Lego bricks that are out there. Yeah. Now, when I tell you, this stuff is nothing short of a miracle of engineering, especially a miracle of an engineering brain, because it can like. It, if you when you open your Lego box, everything is divided into little packets. Yeah, and all the packets are numbered. So you take out all the packets numbered one, and you work on on the one section. Yeah, and that's probably like your engine. It's yeah, or yeah. So and and then, but it's so now obviously it's trial and error. You didn't just wake up in the morning and just throw it together. Right? Yeah. So it's a trial and error. It takes weeks to put together, months probably. But there was one part in particular that I put together in the number two section, all the number two packets, I put this thing together. But it didn't need to go on the car until I got to packet number 11. Jeez, packet number 11. But it had been integrated so that when I when I was finished, all the other bits of packet 11, this other bit from previous just clicked right on. I'm like, no, oh, that makes sense. Because like, if, if I had made it at the same time, I wouldn't have been able to fit it into the car. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just like... Like, the, like, I just don't know how they figure it out. I do. That's what they do. It's what they're trained to do, and they're, and they're educated to do. That's what they do for a living. <laughs> yeah. But in my brain, I'm like, and but he had himself pictured in the in, in the instruction book, and his name was Mike, and they called him Mike the Mechanic, and I thought that was fantastic as well. Brilliant. As you would. As you would. Why wouldn't you? But the reason I brought this story up about Lego being sued um, for copyright infringement is because there's a queer eye set for Lego. Okay. Now, I don't have a problem. But I've never watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Never, not once. Right? Uh, this, is the, this is not a homophobic thing at all. I just, I don't know that Queer Eye for the Straight Guy needs a Lego set. Now, there's plenty of other things in the world that don't need a Lego set. I just don't know what they are yet because they haven't been <laughs> presented to me. <laughs> You're going to go like you know sweets I mean? and go... Unnecessary. Oh, that's unnecessary. Barbie doesn't need that. No. Well, well it's just like some things don't need a place that connects them. Like uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. You don't need a, a kitchen set about that, you know. Or um, <laughs> I don't know, the Great British Bake Off. Don't need anything for that, you know. But there are sets for them. Are there really? Yeah. And do the tent and all? I'm sure the tent is just like a tent. Yeah. Um. But mm. I just didn't know, look because I just assumed that it was it was pop culture, and of course, Queer Eye is a pop cultural show. As some would say, it's a pop cultural phenomenon. You know, yeah. so why wouldn't it? But then again, I'm just like, why, why would it? Anyway, here's the story: uh, Lego has been named in a copyright lawsuit over a jacket that adorns one of its minifigures in the Queer Eye set that it released last fall. Uh, that's autumn for everybody else. <laughs> In the complaint that he filed, in in the complaint that he filed in a federal court in Connecticut in December, artist James Concanon asserts that in 2018 he created a custom leather jacket for one of Netflix's Queer Eye series, which Lego intentionally replicated for its Queer Eye team set, without seeking Concanon's authorization and without compensating him. What Lego did do, Concanon claims, was to offer him a free Fab Five Lop set which retails for $99 for his six-year-old baby son to play with, only to later revoke the offer, telling him that Lego does not give away its products for free. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, so. <laughs> do you want Lego set? Yeah, well, we don't do that, so bollocks. 
<laughs> well, also, right, so I can I can kind of see this from both sides, right? Because yeah. I've had I I did work for for RTE years ago, um, and my argument with RTE subsequently had me struck off the register for ever being contacted by them again, oh, because I submitted loads of uh, written work, lo- loads of scripts for a TV show, yes. and loads of it was worked in, into the show. And when I found out that I was the only one not getting paid and then subsequently said I should be getting paid like everybody else, I was literally thrown a few breadcrumbs and told to fuck the fuck off. Brilliant. So this is basically what's happened to this guy is that I don't think he was like, hey, that's not fair. I need to get paid. And, you know, <laughs> for Lego to go, well, listen, you know, here's just here's just lots of Lego, you know, <laughs> just, just lots of Lego. And then for them to go, actually, no, we don't do that. Buy all the Lego. That is, it's someone going, that's like a middle management going, look, let's just, let's just give like a hundred quid's worth of Lego. And then a higher manager going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Tell him to fuck off. <laughs> As if it's his Lego to give away. <laughs> yeah. Don't, 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 give, don't give that guy Lego. No bollocks to him. Now, but, <laughs> you see, the thing about it is that here's the picture on the screen of the actual jacket and yeah. the Lego version of the jacket. I get that, yeah. Right. Now, they're similar they not a direct ripoff. Like this is what I think is known in the business as uh, <laughs> a legally sound copy. <laughs> Gives the impression that it might be the same. It's a cover version of the original jacket. <laughs> a few notes are changed, so it's not the same uh, song. So that that's the front of it. That's the back of it. So the back of it on the original has uh, "Time is on my side." Time being spelled like the herb. Yeah, yeah. Some, for some yeah. reason, don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the back of the Lego one, it says "Rebuild the world." Um, on the front of them, there's like a skull, but uh, on the Lego one, there's obviously a Lego skull, and there's a look. It's not similar, and if you if you're like glancing at it, you'd be like, "Oh, it's just, it's the queer eye jacket." But well, it's not the same, you know. But I think this is arising from um, a guy being slighted by a company because, as a designer. Like, would you not get a, a kick out of being like, hey, the jacket that I designed is in the Lego set, and that's cool. And then for the company to go, fuck you, pay for it. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to fucking sue you now for cutting out. I don't think you win because, let's face it, Lego have, you know, deeper law pockets than than this guy's going to have. I'd say so. Um, so it, if it's settled, it be settled out of court. But it's a massive, massive, like, look how many words are in this. Story just because that uh, Lego, I, I still I still don't think it was ripped off, but you know there you go. But I wonder uh, where does it start? Does like say for Ghostbusters? Does those Ghostbusters say we'd like a range of Lego toys? So we want we want Ecto One and we want the uh, the abandoned fire station to be the and the other thing. Well, I'm glad you asked. Or do do Lego kind of go, hey Ghostbusters? We're gonna do Lego. Give us, give us some of your ideas and your plans and what you'd like and what you wouldn't like. Or we're doing this. Suck it. Well, I'm glad you asked because I looked into it a little bit. Oh, yeah, good. And uh, apparently, um, what happens is when a new movie comes out, all the merchandising rights are up for are, are up for grabs. So you can get a license for whatever. So if you're if you're Lego, you go in and you apply for the merchandising license for Ecto One or for the the, the firehouse or whatever. Yeah. Um, what Lego then has to do is they have to go and seek the rights from General Motors to feature the Ecto-1 because it's actually their model design. 
Uh-huh. to do with Ghostbusters, really. They have to go to Ghostbusters. They have to go to Sony Pictures to use the Ghostbusters logo and the Ecto-1 design, but they also have to go to General Motors and go, can we use the, the design of, of the Cadillac or whatever it is um, in the thing? So they have to, there's multiple license things going on there, right? But for the likes of, like, a queer eye thing, uh, they would have to contact the designer to license his design if they were using the exact design. Right. But they weren't. They were using a lookalike. You know, which yeah. is pretty much like, you know, if, if there's ever been a cartoon in the world that's tried to rip off Mickey Mouse and they just make the ears slightly smaller, you know, <laughs> Disney, can, Disney can't go after them and tell them to stop that. But really, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's, it's the same kind of thing. Um, also, I'm just going to share with you... Um, because I went down to look at the uh, the Queer Eye set, which is still available, which kind of um, confuses me a little bit because um, I went looking for Batman stuff. Of course I did. Course and um, Batman stuff, a lot of the Batman stuff doesn't seem to be available. It seems to be discontinued. Now, I would have thought that uh, Batman was infinitely more popular than Queer Eye, but then again, what do I know? So on the screen there is the Queer Eye Lego set. Right. I don't know what it is. So, um, well, it's 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 the loft. It's the Fab Five loft. Okay. It's got it's got the it's got the mini characters there of all the 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 presenters. I don't know. I don't. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Is it a? It's not. So you're saying presenters? It's not a sitcom. No, queer eye. It's like a it's like a makeover show. Oh, so you, okay. you have these five, you have these five gay, five gay guys, five, you have five queers basically who are uh, who are going to like make over um, either your appearance or your home or maybe the whole lot. Again, I've never watched an episode of it. I think that's what it is, like a makeover show. Oh, okay. And it was revived. It was a big thing years ago, and now it's been revived on Netflix. Okay. Um, but of course, they all you know, the, the 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 thing in the in the show. I think is that they all live in this loft. Of course, they don't all live in the loft. Can you imagine? <laughs> fucking it's a chaos? studio. <laughs> Can you imagine the chaos if five gay guys lived in the one loft together? It'd be uh, so neat and tidy. <laughs> it'd be an eighties movie, like Three Men and a Baby, except you know, not as funny. Mimosas at seven. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but that's the set there, and it's 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 a hundred euro. Uh, or hundred dollars or whatever. That's it. That's that's the whole set there. Was oh, that the uh, set that, that this guy was offering to give to the daughter? Yeah. Ah. And and then they said, actually, no, paper. <laughs> we're not going to give you dick. Um, <laughs> now, apparently, when even when they were making the Lego Movie, right? Um, the producers had to pay for all the Lego sets that were sent to them. God. So so obviously, um, the, the Lego Movie was all CGI. And it's yeah. done really well because they, like, all the CGI bricks, you know, look like Lego bricks. Like they have little scuffs on them and they've little imperfections on them. I think it's amazing. Oh, it's such a good film. Um, they had to pay for all that. And they had like, they had like tens of thousands of dollars worth of Lego to go through so they could scan every piece. So they could work out how to build lots of pieces. They worked with Lego master builders, all this kind of stuff, but still had to pay for the Lego, even though they were making a movie about Lego. God, mental. That's some investment. Those guys, like this, this movie better be fucking good. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting picture here of um, um, a person 
building Lego. I say a person. My instinct was to say woman. Uh, but I, I, I say person. <laughs> no, you're not so sure. It's like they are looking at the set. Uh, well, again, I saw it, but saw I saw a hair bun in the back of the head. But oh, woman! But again, a coach just <laughs> they are looking at the set. They and, and they don't look like a person who builds Lego. And I say that knowing that everyone, anyone can build Lego. You know, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know that I that I'd enjoy building a queer eye set. I, <laughs> but then, but then I'm not the target audience, you know. No. Like if, you, if you're building a Lego set for Queer Eye, you're not going to be interested in the same shit that I am in. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you're yeah. just a Lego nut and you build everything they release. What do I know? I'm just gonna want to like. I'm gonna say she. I'm gonna say she yeah. for for um thing. Like she in the picture looks like she's in her. I'm gonna say late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. And I wonder what what what's she doing with it? Like is is she in the picture because that's the audience? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Interesting. I yeah. kind, I kind of get it. If this whole, uh, if it's the design thing and fashion and all that stuff, I can understand if you get all those different tops that you can actually, you know, change the heads and the legs and mm-hmm. like make give them all different efforts. So it's not just the same character. I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. After that, I don't get it. Yeah. But all right. Uh, just to finish off, as for the merits of the case, lawyer and intellectual property researcher Mike Dunford uh, dove into it. In addition to pointing to issues on the damages front, namely that while the copyright was registered in 2021, the use by Lego uh, predates that, ruling out statutory damages. So he only registered his copyright after he found out about this Lego set. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not going to work. That's, that's, that's really not going. That's like me coming out going, hey, that fizzy drink over there in the red and white can, that tastes like something I just invented. I guess shows that you invented. Hang on. Hang on. Are you just pouring Coke into your glass? Hang on. No. <laughs> yeah, drink no, that. I'm, it's not Coke. It's Matt's fizzy elixir. <laughs> it's Matt juice. <laughs> oh, you, de- you definitely don't want a can of Matt juice. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's not fizzy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's warm though, isn't it? <laughs> it's cream soda. In fairness, I love cream soda. I do, I love it so much. There you go. Uh, some guy's doing Queer Eye because uh, he didn't copyright his thing and, and he got slighted because they wouldn't send him free Lego. You know, if, know it said, say. if it said, if it said, the fact that he registered his copyright after they have the set means that they don't have to really entertain it. But if they do entertain it, it'll be settled out of court. But he'll never, he, what he's doing here is probably cutting off his nose despite his face is that, you know, that they're never going to call on him again to design anything. Not that they did in the first place, but yeah. like, you know, they're never going to reach out to him. It's like what happened with me in RTE, which, and I still stand by my decision to go chasing money because everybody else got paid. Yeah. Um, but when I did, I was like, yeah, here's, okay, here's some money. I can't believe, like, I was made to feel so bad about it. It was like, we can't believe that you're passing up this fantastic opportunity to advance your creative career. I'm like, but everyone else has that opportunity, but they've also got paid. Yeah. I just want money for work done, please. So, you know, a lot of hours went into that uh, stuff and he used it. And, uh, I know it worked because I still have the recordings of the audience laughing at the stuff that I put in. So, uh, you know, pay me, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's 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 the Lego queer eye thing. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Next story. FedEx asked the FAA permission to add anti-missile system to some cargo planes. Imagine how different the movie Castaway would have been. 
<laughs> I know. It's like, what are you? Is, is that how things have gone? I was like, uh, we, we sent some planes over in this direction. Can we just have some uh, anti-missile system attached to these planes? Why are you afraid of getting shut down? Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you see, the thing is that uh, piracy has become a massive problem uh, world over, especially during the pandemic. Um, so cargo ships are being hit more. Uh, but also trains are being hit. Like there's, there's companies, there's, there's rail companies, I think it's United um, Rail or United Railroad or whatever it is in America, is now refusing to go through L.A. because entire trains are just being looted. Fuck, yeah. Um, so I get, for, I get it for trains and I get it for, for, you know, road freight and I get it for cargo ships. I mean, are pirates at the, at the level now where they're, they're hijacking planes midair? Or people are trying to shoot them down because because this would suggest just on the headline alone that FedEx planes have been shot out of the sky. That's 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 what I'm reading into it. So we need anti-missile things to like protect the underbelly of our plane. Yeah. So we can like cross through air. What? <sighs> unless it, un- unless it's a preemptive thing, but I think if pirates start to shoot planes out of the sky, the government needs to do more than just go. Ah, yeah, you can have an anti-missile system. <laughs> Yeah, you just start attacking what's on the ground. I think it'd be a lot easier. Don't protect the planes in the air and have like a plane yeah. crash land on a village. Let's just, have some preventative measures yeah. in the in place. Let's police the crazies, shall we? Um, here we go. FedEx wants to operate cargo planes outfitted with lasers that throw off incoming heat-seeking missiles, according to a newly published federal documents. In a filing of Friday, the Federal Aviation Administration indicated that FedEx had asked permission to add the missile defense system. The agency said that FedEx Missile Defense System directs infrared laser energy toward an incoming missile in an effort to interrupt the missile's tracking of the aircraft's heat. There's reason for concern. In 2003, hang on a minute, it's 2022. Yeah. So so this is like like almost 20 years later, you're like, we better address this. <laughs> Do you remember that time <laughs> that plane got shut down? Yeah. <laughs> and we better address it. Again. <laughs> we have to address it with the most rational thing we can think of. And I love that the lasers don't seem to be kind of this. This will kind of like set off the bomb. It's a deterrent. It's kind of like it might, it might yeah. work, but if it doesn't, yeah. I'd bail out. Yeah, <laughs> bail out. I'm fucking where the hole that the rocket leaves in your fucking side of your boat. <laughs> Uh, there's reason for concern. In 2003, a surface-to-air missile slammed into the left wing of an Airbus A330 operating for DHL just after takeoff from Baghdad. Oh. The crew returned to the airport unharmed. Okay, now, look, I haven't looked into this story as deeply as I did the Lego story. Yeah. But the FAA only uh, regulates American air traffic. Am I right? Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't regulate world air traffic. Possibly. So, it's obviously, they always have to go to the FAA because obviously the FedEx planes go all over the world. So, yes. they need permission to have them in America rather than just be like, hey, can we have your permission to go everywhere with these things on? But, I would have thought that was like, you know, I would have thought something like that would have been on the news. No, no, not everything makes it to the news. You know, if it's not American politics, it doesn't seem to make it into the news at all. Yeah. But uh, anyway, in recent years, in several incidents abroad, civilian aircraft were fired upon by man-portable air defense systems. 
Uh, this has led to several companies to design and adapt systems like laser-based missile defense system for installation on civilian aircraft to protect those aircraft against heat-seeking missiles. So, if this is to be believed, it's an actual real-world problem. Yeah. Now, I've, I don't know why I think I've seen a couple of stories of civilian airships being shot down, like, over the Middle East. Like, through either mistaken identity or... I would imagine it's mistaken identity, but also maybe not, because these um, uh, delivery companies tend to have their buses, you know, heavily decaled and heavily, you know, branded. Yeah. Uh, and also, if if you like, if it's mistaken identity, and you just you just see it as an American uh, airline, and you just want it out of the sky. Yeah. Okay, if, if, if that's what you want, then shooting it down is is, is probably going to achieve that. But if you're a pirate and you're shooting down a plane, how are you going to salvage anything out of a fucking out of a plane crash? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think they think like that. I think they think no. something will be salvaged. Hit the tail, and we'll take whatever in the front. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I, don't, uh, I don't get it either. Well, no way. Yeah, they hit. Well, it, well, that's the thing. Like because th- th- this thing in 2003 where DHL had had a wing hit. Like how, how again? I, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm heat comes from those engines. Yeah. And so, if you've heat-seeking missiles, they obviously target the wing, leaving the body of the plane alone, and then the body of the plane just kind of crashes. And then if it crumbles, it crumbles. But they'll just take whatever is gone. Yeah. I it just there seems to be easier ways to make a living. There must be a deli somewhere they can work at. <laughs> have, you, have you seen a? Is Captain Phillips? Have you seen that film? Yes, I have. I, have. I mean. You kind of think, oh god, it must be dangerous on those on those freighter boats and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But then you look at what the actual pirates have to do, and like they're on these little speed boats, mm-hmm. no life jackets, no nothing, and they just they just rock up to this massive yeah. freighter, and they have like water cannons being shot at them, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of about, get your ladders, get your little rickety wooden ladder, and hook, mm-hmm. hook it on. And it's like, and it works. And you go, yeah, fucking hell, man. Because because the thing about it is that. I would imagine that pirates have more practice attacking ships than ships have practice defending themselves against pirates. And what I mean by that is, uh, if the film is to be any way believed, is that pirates, is, it's it's what they do to feed their families. It's what yeah. they do to keep their villages going, all this kind of stuff. And it's wrong, and it's, it's, it's stealing, and it's terrorism, and it's all that kind of stuff. But it's what they do to survive. Yeah. So it's what they do. So they already know the countermeasures the ships have. Whereas the ships, while, while it's, while it's very prevalent that they have to put up with, with pirates, it's like a fire drill, right? You, you might do a fire drill and work once a month or once or whatever. But if there's an actual fire, everything goes to shit because people panic. <laughs> <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like a tiny fire. Abandoned ship. No, put it out first. Put it out. It's a tiny <laughs> fire. Put it out. No, no, abandoned ship. <laughs> I've seen this before. It spreads like wildfire. Hang on. Now it's gone. Where are you? I'm overboard. Man overboard. (laughs) Yeah. Derek. Uh, (laughs) Now aviation regulators will hear 45 days of public comment. That's never a good idea. Uh, Before approving a system that emits infrared laser energy outside the aircraft as a countermeasure against heat-seeking missiles. So when I read the initial headline, uh, it says anti missile system to some cargo planes i don't think i'd be the only one in thinking that what fedex wanted to do was put missiles on their planes 
to add anti-missile system. Um, an anti-missile system. I would have thought, you know... And, and, and just because, because I'm not an aviation engineer, I, I'm not a war general, I don't understand the terminal, I didn't know that you could counteract missiles with infrared. I would have thought, well, to counteract a missile, you fire another missile at it. Well, you know those, uh, you know those massive planes that, that fire flares and mm-hmm. looks like a, the wings are just kind of spreading like angel wings or whatever. Yes. I, I thought like, that's what they were going for. They fire like not as many, maybe just like ten. The flares, yeah. And uh, the missiles hit them. But imagine, like, imagine if you had to just fly to the Middle East because you're, I don't know, you're a journalist. So you're just like a member of the public, and all of a sudden you hear a massive explosion behind you, kind of going, "What's that? Oh, uh, heat seeking missiles? Oh, those bloody pirates! Like, yeah. they firing at us? Yeah, they think we have cargo, but we, you know, we're nothing." Yeah. Newspaper? No. Yeah, and I imagine I. Uh, I imagine that if it was uh, to save the pilot and the crew's life, that they would have worked the technology where all of these cargo planes just become drones, just become drone flights. But I imagine they're more worried about their insurance costs yeah. going up. So you can't lose cargo because then they got to pay everybody out for the shit they lost. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just me being cynical. I think if... It defended it was all drone. If you're a pirate, you wouldn't feel bad about about shooting it down. True. Whereas I wonder if, if there's something, if there's something they kind of appease to, if they're like if, you know, that there's a human on that. Your <laughs> say no, I don't, they they want what's on board. <laughs> they're I, I shooting it down because they want stuff. Well, maybe they don't. Like, like, what, what is a person in, like, if we just go by, by the story, 2003, what's a person in Baghdad going to do with a load of wish.com shit for some fucking housewife in, in America? I, don't, I, I guess you know they I mean? use it, I guess they sell it some way, or they use it some way, or else why would they, why would they go for it in the first place? They must know there's something on board that they can use. I don't know. I thought they were going to put rockets on the FedEx planes. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm extremely disappointed that that's not the case. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of happy because fucking hell. I mean, our, our mate Paul Purcell, he's he's a pilot. He is, and I I, I, I don't want to put that pressure on Paul. Like, like should he fire? Should he fire uh, back? You, you're thinking, no, he's just going to fire at rockets. He's not firing back at people. I was like, <sighs> well, no, see, because the whole thing is 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 to counteract the the the, the mobile. Man operated anti aircraft missiles. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, uh, see, that's when you need someone like me on board to make no. those hard decisions. No, 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 because you're going, it's the big red button situation. You're going, dude, just, just press it. Just press it. Yeah, just press it. Dude, just fire them. Get them first before they fire at us. Get them first. That's a, look, just fire, just, just, just look, fire indiscriminately. You'll eventually hit the target. Fuck. Four schools were lost today, thanks to pilot memory. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I thought there, were, <laughs> thought there were like military bases. You're bringing passengers on holiday. Yeah, but you know, you got to get in there first, don't you? Yeah. yeah. If you're not first, you're last. And you don't want to be last in a missile fight, do you? I'm not taking advice from a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> <laughs> not first, you're last. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love that movie Next story 
A man's three-day ear clog has a most unpleasant source. Oh, uh, God. New Zealand's Zane Wedding uh, had a cockroach in his ear. The reason I bring this up is because literally like four nights ago, I had trouble getting to sleep because I had a pain in my left ear. Oh, God. And I was like, what? And then it started to itch. And then I started to hear like like slight kind of crackling, rustling sounds. And I was like, oh, no. Is there something in my fucking ear? There must be something in my ear. And I was like, I'm not going in after because I'll, I'll, I'll first of all, I'll vomit. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also, I also have that like irrational panic of what's going to go into my brain. It's going to go into my brain. It's going to eat me from the inside out. Ah, it's a mind control slug. <laughs> What's your fucking Star Trek? Ah, no, it's got to eat me and control me. Yeah, and even if it's not, even if it's just like a, like just like a standard bug, I'm like, eh, get it out of me, get it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand anything like that. Like, so, and then, and then when and then when I when I when I put my stories together last night, I, of course, went down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching videos of people having stuff taken out of their ears or noses or orifices where stuff shouldn't be. Oh no, I can't be doing that. I'm just like, like if if you ever came to me. And we're like, uh, there's something in my ear. I need you to get it out. I'd be like, no. I don't care if it is a mind control slug. <laughs> you're like, you're, no, you're the worst friend. You're the worst <laughs> friend ever. It's just not even any thought about it. It's like, it's not even kind of questions of kind of what, what you think it could be or, or, are you, or are you, is it, are you in pain? It's just, do you like, God, there's something over here. Can you get it? No. Nope. Nope. Sort that nope. shit out yourself, son. Like, no, oh. in that situation, do you know what I would do? I would look for a grown up. I don't know if the grown-up was actually younger than you. Sorry, are you 25 or older? Yeah, my friend has something stuck in his ear. Do you want to have a look? Are you, do you have any medical training? No, it uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, look for no. I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. Like, I, I, could, I, I could just get a tweezers and tweeze it out, but also then when, when it's out of your ear, I have to deal with the still live bug. What am I supposed to What about know. me? What about me? <laughs> what are my feelings? <laughs> Uh, jeez alright whatever uh, look I'm a, I'm a good friend in other ways though yeah yeah you know, it's yeah. just when, when it comes down to, to when it counts you can't count on me <laughs> Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> a sound bite <laughs> I'm a good friend but when you wanted to count on someone nah nah <laughs> count me out I think you'll find yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good friend for when you know it doesn't affect me <laughs> I'm you a good know. friend when, when I get something out of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's in it for me? I, I, I get to deal with a live bug after I take it out of your ear? Yeah, you can no keep deal, it. man. No deal. You keep that shit to yourself. A New Zealand man who thought oh. his ear was clogged with water for three days found out the actual, more unpleasant truth mm. after visiting a specialist on Monday. A cockroach had burrowed. I fucking hate that word. Burrowed its way into his ear canal. So not just like, it's not just like rested in there. It's like burrowed into his ear canal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he started to feel like his ear was blocked after going swimming at a local Auckland pool on Friday. The 40-year-old Greenpeace worker, that doesn't make a difference, uh, yeah. tried using eardrops, then went to the doctor the next day when he found the issue hadn't cleared up. The water even seemed to be sloshing around in his ear when he was still perfectly still. That's what I had going on. There was something going on in there. Oh, God. It was not there anymore. It's gone. Whatever. If, if there was something in my ear. It's dead. It got bored and moved on. 
Okay. Or it's probably, or it's probably dead. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably dead. Uh, the doctor saw, the doctor he saw simply shrugged it off as water blockage, though he did note some dead skin cells in his eardrum. The doctor syringed his ear, prescribed some antibiotics, and told him to use a hair dryer at home to dry the ear out. Uh, the doctor not look in. Yeah, he's the but worst doctor ever. Yeah, so like, he's like me. <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> not looking in there. Here, have some antibiotics if you're going I spent most of the weekend lying on my side and jamming a hairdryer in my ear. When I had to walk around, I would instantly be dizzy. Uh, when he reclined in his bed, he could still feel the water moving around in his ear. And so uh, headed to an ear, nose, and throat specialist the next day or on Monday, whenever that was. Yeah. And when the doctor look, looked in his ear, yeah, see, this doctor looked in his ear. Yeah. Uh, there was a new reaction. She kept saying, oh, my God. You never want to hear a doctor say, oh, my God. No. Like, they should be prepared for everything. Even if they've never seen it, they should be trained to go, don't say that. Yeah, that's that's the worst bedside manner ever. Say, okay, let's just have a look in here. And holy fucking she Jesus Christ. Like, I remember when I was, I think I told the story as well, when I was having like um, something like a, a thing removed from the side of my face here, a slap the scar. Um, it was like a cyst or something. Oh god, yeah. And it was like Amazing. the third time I was having it done because I had it done two times and it kept coming back. So third time he was like, "Right, well, we'll have to literally dig in and, and see how we can stop this coming back again." Yeah. And he was like, "Do you mind if we have a couple of students stand in?" I said, "Don't care, just fucking get it done." Right. Yeah. So gave me the anesthetic and was waiting for it to come into effect and all that kind of stuff. And he said, "Okay, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to make an incision." And I had to say, you don't need to tell me what's going on. He's like, no, this is not for your benefit. This is for the student's benefit. And I'm like, well, I don't need to run a commentary. I'm going to vomit or pass out. <laughs> or vomit and then pass out. And, uh, <laughs> I love the honesty. It's like, Doc, look, I'll be honest. I, I appreciate what you're doing here, but I'm going to fucking spew and then yeah. pass out embarrassingly. Yeah. And my yeah. lad is just going <laughs> to... I'm crossing my legs at the moment. I'm in a gown. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, so all I heard after after a couple of minutes was, "Oh, what's that?" I was like, "What? What do you mean, what's that? <laughs> what is it? What is it?" <laughs> That's what I was like, "Huh?" And he went, "No, no, don't worry." And I went, "What do you mean, don't worry? <laughs> you, you can't say, huh?" And then go, "Don't worry." <laughs> what did the doctor was doing? It went, "Huh?" Yeah, I was like, "What's that?" And one of the other students leaned over me and went, "I don't know." <laughs> Ah, this is my face you're operating on. What do you don't know? <laughs> and I'm awake while you're doing it. Have those conversations if I'm knocked out. If I'm knocked the fuck out, have all the conversations. Have a conga line going through the theater. I don't care. Yeah, see, this is why I close my eyes in everything. Like when I'm in the dentist, I close my eyes. Even though they put the goggles on me, I just like, because I, I don't want like the idea of like, them looking over me. Look, I just like, close my eyes and go, do you do what you want? I know I'm looking at yeah. me going, ah, but it's like, close my eyes, don't matter. Yeah. Not listen to you. Uh, so, so there was a new reaction. She kept saying, "Oh my god!" Uh, when she first said it, I thought I had a tumor. No tumor, just a cockroach, which the first doctor had misidentified as dead skin cells. It took about five minutes for this doctor to get the cockroach cockroach out in pieces using a tweezer and suction device. Uh. The pop as soon as the doctor pulled it away, it was instant relief. So obviously, all his digging and all of his his business had like killed and broken up this cockroach. Yeah. But it's like, oh, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I was I was getting into bed uh, one night there before Christmas and a bug ran across the floor and it kept me awake all night because I couldn't find where it went. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. Was it big or was it? It was big enough for me to notice. Oh, okay, yeah. You know. Uh, no, I had to go. I don't like, any, like anything, like any, anything I like. And also, because Ireland, we have this thing uh, probably everywhere, but like they're, they always come out like in, in the autumn and winter here, ear weeks. Yeah. And, you know, of course the thing is, oh, they want to get into your ear. Like they just want to get somewhere dark. Yeah. And, and moist and warm, don't we all? And, uh, <laughs> you know, if your ear is the place where they get into it, then that's where they, that, that, because they usually come in. Yeah, like if you're drying clothes outside, they yeah. usually come in on the clothes. Yeah. You know. But uh fuck insects. There's no there's no reason for half of these insects to be alive. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. There's no they should just be obliterated. FedEx should petition the FAA to have infrared missiles that can take out bugs. <laughs> okay now. And earwigs. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I am right, I know. Thank you, Adam. No, you're sorry, yeah, you're right. I know. It's just it's not on. <sighs> so next time you have an itch in your ear, check for uh, something living. I always feel like I have something in my uh, my right ear. Well, look, it's either, it's, it, I think it's just like wax, but it's, it's just. It's but like, you don't know, though, do you? No. It could be it could be dead skin cells or a fucking cockroach. Okay, okay, you're all right. You're all right. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just if there's anything ever in your ear, you know not to call me, don't you? Absolutely. And, uh, you yeah. know, if I'm ever stuck for anything, I will never call you. I know, you can go, like, if you're stuck for, if you're stuck for weed. <laughs> uh, you, can you can give me a show. Oh, no. You know. <laughs> oh, my last bit. No, no, it'd be more like, oh, dude, what's my weed? <laughs> I have my weed. Yeah, do you read? Yes. What can I have some? No. <laughs> no. All right. No. no. Although, it, look, if, if I was there and I had to pull a cockroach out of your I think I'd need weed after. So you could ask me for weed at that point and have weed to share. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. Just getting the cockroach out is fine. I don't need the weed. I'll have a shower. Okay, whiskey. well, you say that now. No. But, uh, no, I'll have a shower. If I, if, I, if, I, if I pulled out a wriggling earwig from your ear. Uh, I'd be freaked out. I'd probably faint. I think I'd probably faint. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd, you know what? I'd probably vomit and then pass out on you. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going and sick and mad on me. Well, I did warn you and I'm going for a joint now. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next story. So a woman sends herself drinks from admirers on first dates to show she has options. So, oh, so it, 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 when I saw it, it just, it just bugged me. There was a million other stories around it, and I went, ah, ah, God. So you have to, like, meeting this guy. who's like, oh, wow, what a pretty girl. And then she just sends herself drinks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, someone else thinks you're attractive. Oh, you might have competition. Yeah. Like, fuck off, then. So... Yeah. Sophia Franklin shared a, a TikTok, of course a TikTok video, in which she explains her top tip for first date to make sure she hooks her suitor in and keeps his interest. So a woman has been adopted for first date to ensure she keeps her man's attention, buying a drink for herself. Social media star Sophia Franklin shared a video TikTok which she, which she captioned, Men love some healthy competition. 
In the video, she explained her first date trick, which makes him think she has other options. The plan is to trick the date into thinking that the other man has spotted her in the bar and sent her a drink to win her affections. That by a report, she wrote, when I, when I go to the bathroom, I pay the bartender to send me an anonymous shot so my date remembers I have options. In the comment section, Sophia admitted that she isn't her only first day trick, explaining she also has sent herself flowers on one or two occasions. Yeah, this can work in my situation, in many situations. The world is your oyster, ladies. Since posting the video online, Sophia has racked up nearly 3 million views and hundreds of comments with people suggesting that they were taking her advice for future. One teacher said the, her idea was actually really smart, while others praised her for a queen move. Others <laughs> Sophia, what? Yes? Go on. No, I, I, I'm, no, I'm not no. interrupting you till the end. I always interrupt you, so I'm not going to interrupt okay. you this time. Others had the opportunity to confess they'd pulled similar stunts in the past with one woman admitting she'd asked a man to come over to her table and tell her how pretty she was during the date. Another lucky woman said it had happened to her for real when someone genuinely sent her a drink, adding their date was left shaking. However, others weren't convinced it was a great idea and thought it would be too embarrassing to ask a bartender for help in advance. Some people even branded her stunt toxic, but most people thought there was n there was no shame in it at all. So bartenders even said they would be happy to join in with the charade, bringing a drink over during a date if asked. One TikTok user replied, as a bartender, I love when a woman... Do shit, does shit like this, and I'm more than happy to do it. Another joked, as long as there was a tip in it for them, they have no problem doing their bit. See, here's the thing: is that this only works on certain type of men. Yeah, and it works. On, it works on the male equivalent of this female, which yeah. is narcissistic, self-involved, fucking morons. Now, if I was out on the first date with somebody. And an anonymous drink turned up, and it was a shot. Uh, I'd be like, "What fucking twat!" Like, because if you're on a date, it's different. If like, if the girl was at the bar, and yeah. I sidled up to her and bought her a drink, and then some other guy at the other side of the bar saw me sidle up and was like, "Well, I can send over a drink as well." That's different because you know you're not you weren't particularly out on a date but if you go into a restaurant or a bar and you sit down with somebody and then somebody else sends over a drink i'd just be confused as to what's going know, on what's going on and i'd make i'd make shite of it with the girl and be like what fucking twat does that yeah i i i think i'd question it. i'd kind of go oh are you impressed by that would do you think that's a do you think that's a good move and i was like would you would you would you go over to them if it's under that I can't go, why don't you fuck off then? Why don't you go over there and say hello? I do, I do have, I do have experience with this, um, similar. Now it wasn't, I didn't have, I didn't send myself drinks on a, on a first date, but, um, <laughs> I just got hammered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had just, I had just started going out with my soon to be ex-wife oh, and, yeah. uh, I'd sent her stuff for Valentine's day or whatever. And, but then I got a phone call from her saying, oh, somebody else has sent uh, flowers and chocolates and teddy bear and balloons and, and all this kind of stuff, uh, but there's no name on it. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's that's nice. Well, uh, it wasn't me. I don't know if she was waiting for me to claim credit for them yeah. and then catch and then catch me out. But I didn't because I'd, al I'd, I'd already sent her stuff. <laughs> so I was like, uh, well... That's there's no name on it. No, no name on it. And like, had you, you know, uh, 
have you been, you know, well, I didn't ask if she'd been seeing somebody else or anything. It was just like, what's, like, that's strange, isn't it? <laughs> that somebody would do that. And she was like, yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. And like literally, like instantly took the wind out of her sails because like I didn't, I didn't react in a jealous sense because it was just like, that's yeah. strange, you know. Yeah. Like if you're going to send all that stuff to somebody for Valentine's Day, you would put your name on it. Like if you're going to do the whole, you know, romantic thing of it's a secret admirer and, and leave some clues as to who it is and it's a single rose or a bunch of flowers, I suppose that might be cute. Yeah. But but to go like, you know, over the top, the whole shebang for everything and then not put a name on it. Yeah, or even like something that was a clue to who it was. Yeah. Like uh, the but, Teddy chocolates and flowers is just kind of like, uh, is it a particular yeah. Teddy? Is it like some kind of animal that you share an interest in or you're talking yeah. about with someone? It's like, no, it's like, well, all right, you got free shit. Yeah, you got free shit. And that's exactly what I said. I was like, well, you know, is it nice stuff? She said, well, it's, it's a nice Teddy and the chocolates are nice. I said, well, all right. Are you going to keep them? And the stuff never materialized. So either she got rid of it all, or it never happened in the first place. Oh, and, God. Uh, well, literally, I never I never addressed it after that. I was like, oh, well, fair play, double Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, maybe the reaction she was looking for, she didn't get. Yeah. You know, but, and I have seen, look, it's not that I've seen this happen, but I do know of a chef as well, who would go in for an interview with different restaurants and, and, and different places. And while he was in the interview, he'd have one of his friends ring him and pretend to be a competing restaurant. Ah, uh, nice. Who was dying to have this chef. And it was always complete bollocks. But he'd always be like, listen, I, 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 I got to take the call to your mind. And he, and of course, the, the interview would be like, no, 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 go on, go ahead. And, and go to a different part of the restaurant, but speak loud enough so that the chef could hear him. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, listen, you know, I, I, I couldn't do it for any less than, than X amount an hour and... You know, I'm actually currently interviewing with somebody else here at the moment. So, you know, it's basically going to be down to whoever gets me, you know. And he would job hop. Like, he'd, he'd spend two weeks in a place. They'd realize he was crap. And then he'd move on somewhere else. But that's how, like, he was the worst chef. And I think you know him as well. Um, he was the worst chef. But he kept getting jobs in, like, high-profile places using this tactic. Fucking hell. I know. Uh, yeah, well, you'd know of him anyway, you know. But um, so, but I don't know if this would work. Like, if I was out on a date with with, with somebody, and somebody sent over an anonymous drink, and it was a shot, like if it was like a glass of prosecco or a cocktail, you might look around and go, "Who the fuck is sending you over a drink?" But it's a shot. Like, who sends over a shot? Maybe that's what's done these days, and I don't know because I'm old. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe girls like that. But yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. But uh, it, it is. It's it's also toxic because. You know, I imagine what her TikTok response would be if she was out on a date and the man had drinks sent over from a female admirer. Yeah. You know, I imagine... Who the fuck does she think she is? She's not see that he's with another woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing she goes like that. It's not a queen move. You know what the queen move is? Is to laugh at it and say, enjoy that shot, son. Yeah. Yeah. I think you brought this drink to the wrong table. Yeah. And and the bartender's right. Like I'll do it for the crack, you know. Well, before I left the restaurant uh, in Navin, um, there was a proposal. Did I tell you about this? There was there was like there was a young this young guy had had a table booked, and he had the note on the reservation as I'm going to propose. So he called previously. Like, can I bring the ring in early? And can he do that? I said, yeah, look, we'll do whatever. And uh, so did all the stuff he asked for. But then he asked me to bring the whole restaurant to attention. 
right? Which I was like, oh, that's that's cringy and <laughs> don't don't do that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> so against my better judgment, I said, well, you know, he's like he was like twenty or twenty-one if he was anything at all. Oh, so I was like, he's like, he was very young to be doing this. So it was a quiet kind of Thursday night. There was about a dozen tables in the restaurant, and. So I said, ladies and gentlemen, can we have your attention, please? And Because I just thought he was going to go down one day and ask, him to marry, ask her to marry him and then move on. But he went into this whole rehearsed thing and he made her stand out from the booth and then he did the whole speech. And oh, it was yeah. obviously rehearsed and she knew what was going on as well. She'd obviously coached him. Oh, God. Yeah. Made me record it. And as I, <laughs> I couldn't help it because as I'm holding the phone, to this proposal. I'm looking around the restaurant and everyone is collectively cringing. Well, yeah, of course you were. I'm like, I'd be like, when's this going to end? My food's getting cold. Or <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just kind of keep it. I think I'd ignore it. I think I'd go, what's he doing? What's wrong? Well, you see, because what oh, happened okay. was like, no, I'm not listening. Because for the first few seconds, everyone's like, oh, look what's happening. It's going to the proposal. And it went down for literally like two minutes, which no. is a long time. So when I looked around and I couldn't help myself, I panned the camera around. <laughs> and just as I did, I caught one woman at, at, at the table literally roll her eyes going, oh, let's see. And I caught that on camera. That's on his engagement video. <laughs> Fantastic. I'd be the same. I, 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 I wouldn't listen. I can't, I, I'd go... Can I have your attention, please? Like, and I'd look to you yeah. as like maitre d' or whatever. Yeah. And I just know let's say something. Okay, the man wants to say something. Uh, I've known this woman for for four years. No bollocks, bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing yeah. it. It's terrible. And, and I think you'd like, hear me. Um, <laughs> um, 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 um. <laughs> mm, this is delicious. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I, I, and then. He came in then, I was supposed to like e- email him the, the, the file or whatever and all the, kind of the video file and it wouldn't work. And he came in then two days later and I couldn't get him out of the restaurant until I transferred the file to him because he couldn't figure out how to use technology. It wasn't even his phone. No. Fuck. He was hell. using, he was using his phone because he had the little speech written out on his phone. All right. Fucking hell. Which uh, one recording on your phone? It's like, yeah. are you fucking serious? Yeah. Piss off. And it was just, but there's no way he came up with this whole plan himself. Like this, I, I, the impression I got was she was either you know a, a wannabe Instagram influencer or model or whatever, yeah. and uh, because because as soon as the ring went on, she ignored him completely and just spent the let the next forty five minutes on her phone, taking pictures of it, sending it off. Yeah, all the all that jazz, and he was left sitting there like, okay, <laughs> I'm getting paid later for my yeah. bit in this. Yeah, like fucking hell. It's it's cringy, and it doesn't look. This whole thing of perception is reality, and fake it till you make it. It only works in certain scenarios and certain parts of life. You know, like sending yourself drinks from other admirers. Like if you haven't got anything to keep somebody's attention, yeah, don't try and fabricate something. You're not worth it. You're you're basically you're saying already that you're not worth it. Well, this is it because, like, and the, the impression she's given out, and look, this is probably you know experience of age on on our part, yeah. in that you know you, you shouldn't need to to big yourself up up on a date. Like, I I don't know what 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 she's expecting. Like, is she going to be like if if the first date is a success and it goes on to you know date number two and and onto a relationship, is she going to be expecting him to have these massive grand gestures of public affection all the time? And and on the first day that that her her new suit her 
doesn't shower her with gifts and flowers and public attention that, you know, he must be having an affair and he must be cheating or he's losing interest. And it's just like, you know. Yeah. She just wants to, she just wants to, she obviously has no, nothing to bring to the table except a drink that she bought herself. And imagine if the guy goes, you know, I'm going to take care of the bill. She has to pay for that drink. So <laughs> imagine if, like, if she says, can you just send a drink to the table? And, like, it's on the tab. It's like, I didn't buy you a shot. Yeah. Like, oh, that must be a mistake. The bar must say, oh, I'll sort this. You go to the bar and like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't buy this shot. Oh, she did. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> because it's a, it could, it could also backfire. Right? Like, if the man said, oh, that's nice. Look, somebody sends you a drink. Excuse himself, goes to the bathroom, and on the way to or from the bathroom, swings by the bar and says, oi, bartender. Who sent over that shot? Yeah. Now, you'd instantly judge by the bartender's reaction to go, oh, uh, uh, it was anonymous. No, point him out to me. Where is he? You know, and I don't think she doesn't strike me as the kind of intelligent person to look around the bar at the restaurant and maybe check that there's other men there to begin with. <laughs> I could do the lesbian bar. Oh, it could be lesbian, yeah. <laughs> You know, she just look, but she's young and she's on social media and TikTok and Instagram, and obviously her profile picture is her in the bikini, which of is, course, you know, the most important thing. Yeah, it really shows her uh, sense of humor. Just, I bet she's full of conversation. Yeah, but look, yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet, it, I, yeah, she's gonna be sitting there the whole time, like checking her hair and her makeup and her and her and and, and the light yeah. and, and her angles. And and not her, checking her, just pulling the two strands know. beside her cheeks down all the time, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. Just making sure they're they're good. In fairness, if I had hair, that's probably what I'd do with it these days. <laughs> I I would not. <laughs> just 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 pulling those two down. Just hi and leaning. Am I good? Um, yeah, I'm pretty for this particular, in this frame of life. It's like, oh, <laughs> move on. Hey, you're always pretty. Thanks, man. <laughs> I will move on. Next story? Yeah. Okay, a COVID positive woman. Ah, oh, feeling flush. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> self-isolates in plain loo for five hours to protect other passengers and post her ordeal on TikTok. Now, fucking has to, has to go on fucking TikTok, doesn't it? Of course, everything's on TikTok. Jesus, shit, like, but I, I do feel for this woman and I kind of, um, I kind of admire it. So a woman who tested positive for COVID during a transatlantic flight self-isolated for five hours in plain toilet to protect other passengers. Michigan school teacher Marissa Forti... Fortio was traveling from Chicago to Reykjavik, Iceland on 20 December when her throat began to hurt. She took a rapid COVID test and she was carrying with her and with, and within what felt like two seconds, there were two lines. It's kind of like, why did she do the test? Why did you she do it? Super like, COVID. <laughs> like, just kind of go, got a bit of a sore throat, but I'll be fine. Give me a vodka. Yeah. Uh, she decided that to protect the other 150 passengers and crew on the Iceland, Icelandic Air flight, she would lock herself away in one of the toilets for the remainder of the journey, and she captured the experience of confinement in a tiny loo in TikTok that was viewed by more than three million times. Oh, God. Shout out to Icelandic Air for my VIP quarantine quarters. Oh, God. This drives me fucking insane, that shit. Speaking to NBC News, Steve Patterson, she described it as a crazy experience. She told him, I just took my rapid test and I brought it into the bathroom. Within what felt like two seconds, there was two lines. There's 150 people on the flight. The biggest fear was giving it to them. She said she self isolation were made bearable because of the care of the flight attendants. Uh, this guy. Uh, she made sure I. 
Oh, sorry, her. Sorry. Uh, she made sure I had everything I needed for the next five hours from food to drinks and constantly checked on me, assuring me that uh, it would be all right, Miss wrote in an email. Uh, after arriving, she had to quarantine the hotel, but said she then uh, had her kindness didn't end. She brought me flowers and a little Christmas tree with lights so I could hang it. Uh, it was so heartfelt, and she's just an angel. So, I like, and for one, I admired the kind of... And I'll just test myself. And you know what? Potato one, I'm just going to lock myself in this toilet. I'll explain to the yeah. crew. The the whole uh, TikTok thing pissed me off. But I, I just thought, God, why, see, why would you do that to yourself? Here, see, here's my thing is that she's on a five-hour flight. So I'm assuming there's more than one bathroom on this plane. Yes. I'd say, okay. I'd say there's at least four. Okay. Um, now... Ordinarily, I wouldn't comment on somebody taking their phone to the bathroom because I assume most people do that. Yeah, but but the airplane bathroom, like how long? Like how long do you plan on being in there for? Like I, I know I, she did because she didn't plan on being in there for five hours until she took the test. No, well, I'm guessing at least four and a half hours. But if you're go like, but if you're going to the plane in the bathroom, do you expect you're going to be there for four and a half hours? Are you going to take your phone with you? Like, surely you could just leave your phone on the seat or wherever you were instead of going, I'm going to bring, okay, so here's my here's my plain bathroom checklist, uh, my rapid COVID test, uh, my phone, and uh, other accoutrement. You know, well, maybe maybe my, my makeup to make sure that, you know, that the shine isn't too bad on my face when I go on TikTok Live. I'm guessing, because it's a female, I'm guessing that she just carried it, like everything on her, like as a purse or whatever, that she just carried it with her. Did the test and was like, oh fuck. Or maybe she went. Maybe she did the test. Oh no, she did. She went to the bathroom. Yeah, I, th- I guess she just brought everything with her as a just in case. As a just in case. I think this is the, the women's. They bring everything to the bathroom just in case. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, look. She used to be uh, applauded for you know keeping herself isolated when she found out she was. Uh, sick because there was another thing last week, the week before, but a woman who was pictured texting somebody on her phone that she was on a flight uh, with no mask on, saying, "Yeah, I'm positive, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going because you know I'm just gonna keep going. Who cares? It's nobody's business." Yeah. So she's now screwed because they found out who she is just by the seating plan on the plane. You know, class. See, you should never think you're the cleverest person in the room because generally you're not. <laughs> you know, preach. I, I say that as somebody who is who regularly thinks he's the cleverest person in the room, and abruptly finds out he's not. <laughs> Even when I'm in the room on my own, <laughs> and the dog walks in. No, nah. oh, Jesus. <laughs> that dog understands the word "sit." Oh, I'm I've got to do that. Blah. So yeah, she should be should be you know commended for for keeping herself isolated and and for informing everybody and and staying. But also, I, I mean, also if you're isolated, it looks like she's wearing two masks. She's got three masks. Three on. masks. Yeah, yeah, super protective. Yeah, look, I don't want to feed in any conspiracy theories here, but if the three masks didn't work beforehand, they're not going to fucking work when you are infected. I, I I have no comment on that. It's it's more so just the she was willing to put herself in a, in a bathroom, and the, all the crew went, you know what? Fair play to her. We'll look after. Her. Mm. Yeah. 
I did that once um, on a train, except it wasn't COVID. It was explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Didn't get nearly as many uh, applause and commendations. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And, like, I don't know if anyone's actually had to sit down. Like, I, I, I think, actually, I usually sit down on a train toilet because... It is. It's so... And you're just like waving all over the place. So I actually do sit down. But I, I can imagine if I had explosive diarrhea, I'd be like, oh my God. Ever just stop, please. Please stop. <laughs> I actually thought you were going to say, I don't know if anyone's ever been on a train with Matt when he's got explosive diarrhea. But... <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> it's awful for everybody concerned. Everybody. There uh, we go. Is that our stories? That's it. So stories. Well, shall we go on then and do some good news, will we? Who's going to lose? In the time that this jingle plays, I'm going to get my dog uh, a treat and be back in the seat. You ready? One, two, three. Good news. This is the part of the show where we talk about happy and chirpier stuff. There won't be stories about a pervert running around in a buff. So here's just a few things that we won't talk about in this segment. War and hunger and the language won't be vulgar. Politics and naked chicks and men doing stuff with their dicks. So sit back, relax and kick off your shoes. And for once, let's just have some good news. You made it. <laughs> I did. I had to sing the tune to myself to keep me in time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so out of breath. You're so I mean, yeah. out of breath. Just like me. <laughs> I was like, there's so many turns in my house. I need some water. I need some. I was like, who closed all the doors? <laughs> uh, okay, good news. Let's queue up a story then. Here we go. Right, so we'll do this. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna keep this little bit in. Uh, I won't edit this bit out, just so people can know what I'm doing beforehand. So, uh, good news. Okay, so uh, we'll do that one. Click it up there, and then we go down here, and we do uh, that one, and then we'll come over here, and we'll uh, share this one, and then we do uh, this one, and there we do. This is your story, isn't it? No, that's your story. What's your story? Uh, that magic mushrooms are safe to treat mental health. All right, I just assumed that was my story because it was magic mushrooms. In it. <laughs> ah, I love that you don't know your own story. I don't know my own story. I put them all together last night, and then I was I was prepping the show today before we came on air, and I was like, ah, sounds like my story. <laughs> that I, must I be mine. Genuinely, had no recollection of either one of them, <laughs> so that's why I was like, magic mushrooms must be mine because I had the one last week about weed being being great. Yeah, but uh, I suppose we, we'll, I suppose we'll do my story. Apparently, uh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Hundred ninety year old Jonathan becomes the world's oldest tortoise ever. Jesus. Um, Jonathan, world's oldest living land animal, has earned another Guinness World Record title. Celebrating his 190th birthday this year, Jonathan is now the oldest tortoise ever. His official record title is oldest <sighs> Chelonian, Colonian, a category which encompasses all turtles. Terrapins and tortoises. 
Jonathan has come through the winter well as per an update from the St. Helena government. He grazes well now, but is unaware of food if we simply place it on the ground. The veterinary section is still feeding him by hand once a week to boost his calories, vitamins and minerals and trace elements as he is blind and has no sense of smell. God. He doesn't want to be alive. <laughs> if he could speak, he'd say, let me die. He'd go, kill me. Kill me now. I'm like, no, Jonathan, we go for another year. Ah, there's nothing, ah. nothing this turtle hasn't seen. Jeez, 190 years. 190 years. 190, like... And, and he can't smell, he can't see. They're just, they're just shoveling food into this thing that just is no longer for this world. <laughs> and here's the thing which annoys me about this, right? Yeah. So he's in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is, you know, the governing body on world records. I think we can all agree. I, yeah, I'd say so. I think. Yeah. But then this next sentence says, Jonathan is believed to have been born in 1832. No official record. Ah, oh, no. I was going to say, so, uh, 1832. Like the shit he's lived through. Uh, Jonathan's age is an estimation based on the fact that he was fully mature and hence at least 50 years old when he arrived in St. Helena from the Seychelles in 1882. Uh, in all likelihood, he's even older than we think. But we don't know. Get him out of fucking Guinness Book of World Records. Otherwise, I'll go in there and go, uh, it's believed that I ran a world <laughs> speed land record yesterday. So stick me in the Guinness Book of World Records. But, see, to do that... You'd need someone adjudicating that. Apparently not. No, no, you would. Well, then I can I, I, I can say that I'm 191 years old. Because it's believed that when I landed in St. Helena, I was at least 50. <laughs> you, you, you should allow your good news story. <laughs> I am, aren't I? <laughs> It's not look. It's not really a good news story. It's just it's not it's not the fucking shit fest that we've had so far. So that's why I brought it in. Apparently, I can't remember. I yeah. honestly thought this was your story. <laughs> You're shit, oh, shit, Adam story. It's bollocks. <laughs> oh, it's my own. <laughs> I, yeah, because I was I was I was trying to I was trying to edit uh, last week's show, which only came out yesterday because my laptop took so long to render everything. Mm-hmm. Um. That uh, when I was trying to put all the all the text together for, I was trying to remember what the stories were, and I couldn't remember what we'd spoken about. I never do. Never and I do. said, Fiona said, I said, is it bad that I can't remember the stories that we did? <laughs> all I got back was, it's not great. <laughs> like, well, you know, <laughs> there we go. Oh god, can't remember literally anything we've said just a few days after we said it. But that's always been the case. Yeah, we talk a lot of rubbish. <sighs> A lot, a lot of rubbish. Anyway, so that's that's my good news story. Apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> we go on now, and we'll do uh, your good news story. Yeah. So yeah, this story I suppose will be for you. Magic mushrooms are safe to treat mental health conditions. Says another landmark trial. So a trip to the doctor for a dose of magic mushrooms could help treat mental health conditions like PTSD, according to new research. Small doses of psychedelic drug, uh, psilocybin. 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 Thank you, you junky scum. Mm-hmm. Found in magic mushrooms <laughs> are not only... Good. <laughs> That's the most honest thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> not only good at easing disorders that are re- resistant to treatment, but they also have no short or long-term side effects in healthy people, scientists say. In a study led by that institute, 
Uh, at King's College London, researchers have found that the drug can be safely administered in up to six patients using doses of 10 milligrams or 25. Uh, let's skip on. Psychedelic is the first of its kind to go head to head with traditional and often ineffective treatments on the market. Although early researchers hailed the mushroom as a promising treatment, none, no human trials have ever been conducted until now. On the trial is the first of its kind, thoroughly investigative magic of the mushroom. Uh, researchers use a sample on 89 participants who use psilocybin. Is that right? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Uh, within a year, and recruited to take part of the tribe. And they randomly picked six people who uh, people to receive either a dose of 10 or 25 milligrams in a controlled lab environment. And then, of course, there was people who took a placebo. And during the time, they were assessed to track the number of possible changes including sustained attention, memory planning as well as their ability to process emotions the rigorous study is an important first demonstration and a simultaneous demonstration but basically it says, it goes on but it says that it uh, positive things came from it well, my own personal experience with mushrooms is I've done them twice now Yes, and I still have no, I haven't done them, I've done them three times um, I still have one uh, dose left um, in the house here somewhere. And positive effect on me that I've noticed is that um, I don't know if it's positive or not, but I used to be able to. I used to be able to just watch, say, a movie or a TV show. Yes, regardless of what the subject matter, and just watch it as a piece of entertainment. Yeah. Whereas now, when it's emotional, I see myself getting a bit choked up. Because I'm, because it's not that I, it's not that I, I forget that I'm watching something, but I'm like, that's that's really sad. That's you're invested like, in it. I'm invested in it. I went to see Spider Man No Way Home in the cinema yesterday. Oh, right. excellent! I'm not going to spoil anything. Ah, I know everything. There's, there's a fair, there's there's a couple of like really well done emotional beats in in in, in and scenes in the movie, and one of them actually choked me up, and then I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> that only started since I'd done uh, the mushrooms. Ah. Oh, maybe it is a healthy way to process emotions instead of just sitting there like a robot absorbing information. I'd say so. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of maybe more. Uh, well, not more. It's not like I'm a completely changed man, but it certainly has made me a little bit more compassionate and empathetic towards you know emotions and scenarios and situations and stuff. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a positive thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. That that's that's my personal experience, and I I haven't done enough to like make me hallucinate. I haven't like haven't done that like that level of stuff, but it's like a really intense, really intense kind of feeling, like as, as if I was really stoned from weed. That's the only way I can I can explain it. Yeah, you're saying um, we say it doesn't last as long. Doesn't last as long. I don't really like the come down off it. The come down off it is like it's. I can only describe it as like the early stages of like an alcohol hangover. Oh. Um. So it kind of leaves you groggy. Uh, kind of get like cloudy head after it. Um, that doesn't last for hours, but you know, it's it's the only way I can describe it is like an alcohol hangover. It's like you know, I, I suppose being drunk is great because you're merry and you're having a great time, but you got to deal with it in a few hours later. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, I I still prefer it to alcohol. I just I've just gone off alcohol kind of more or less recently. But um, yeah, there you go. That that's my experience with it. Huh. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So I can read the story, but yeah, it's, it's all. It's like obviously looking into it now. I'm sure when it gets to a stage that it's like actually this is really really cheap. All the pharmaceutical companies are gonna go. For fuck's sake! 
But it is it, it is really cheap. Like all this stuff. Look, I think I think it does warrant more research. But I think there's more there's research being done around the world that we can look at. But obviously, governments and and health bodies will want to do their own research. Yeah. Um. But you know, the likes of weed and and and, and mushrooms. <laughs> people have been taking them for centuries, for millennia. Yep. And uh, you know that was before they did proper psychological and scientific tests. You know, so once you put that together with the tests you're all doing, it's going, hey, get out there and get some shrooms, get some weed, if you want to, and uh, try it out, you know. But I'm biased. We all know I'm biased about that kind of stuff. But how yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all good. There's more, there is more research coming out that, you know, weed and, and, and uh, psychedelics uh, in small doses. Uh, yeah, and all these natural kind of... Uh yeah, grown things, plants and yeah. weeds and mushrooms and fungus. Mm-hmm. That they, there's probably a place for them in the future of medicine. Yeah, and just you know, hey, what you want to do? I want to get fucked up, oh, and I don't want to have to. Go, I don't want to have to go and meet a guy in a car park to get some weed. Yeah, you know, much much prefer to be able to walk into a shop like an off license and just be able to buy stuff legally. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. We'll see. Someday. Um, that's that's the story, isn't it? That's it. That's me. That's it. Well, then, uh, I suppose, where can people find us, Adam? This is finds at www.thenewsburg.com for all the links to our shows. At the bottom of the page, you'll find links to uh, Patreon. And at Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash newsburg, you'll find links to the show. It's all, all links to... Our extra stuff, which is our top five, our Florida Mans, and for different tiers, you get different things. So you get ad-free versions of the show, the, show, the video of the show earlier, and then a week later it comes out, but not the Patreon stuff that we video. Uh, we're also on YouTube and Rumble. And Twitter is the best place to get in touch with us, because we're not on any other social medias. So, at Newsburp. Twitter. <laughs> I lose up on the Twitters. Uh, yeah, there we go. And uh, of course, on Patreon, you get you get your mentions. The shout outs go to uh, Kevin Fagan, Aaron Angel, Aaron Eldred. Sorry, Aaron. Fiona Cleary, Nathan Peterson, Paul Blunson, Sean Ryan, and Alexander Henry. Thank you so much uh, for your support. Regardless of what tier you're on, uh, please do lie to your friends about how good of a podcast we are and get them to sign up and listen to. Uh, leave us a review uh, whatever app you're listening to a lovely five star review and oh my god you're so big it'd be amazing it'd be lovely and uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it We're on, this is episode 282 we've been going for are we in our seventh year? 94 years 94 <laughs> years this podcast is, is older than that years? fucking turtle we were just talking about <laughs> are we going seven years? I think it's seven years I think it was 2015 we started wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus, seven <laughs> years. Was it says seven years? Could be seven years because we we generally do about forty to forty five episodes a year because we lose, you know, a few weeks around Christmas time. Yeah, but I think I think it's I think it's seven years. Yeah, fuck you now. There you go. Hell. And we have at least a listener per year, so you know we're we're we're, we're doing well. Excellent. Yeah. But uh, thanks so much for listening. We're going to have to do our, our Patreon now. So do check out Patreon. 
patreon.com forward slash newsburp. Uh, of course, well, all the Patreon names are scrolling across the bottom there in the video, as you can see, there, 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 scrolling along the bottom here. Mm-hmm. Down here, down here. There we go. You can get your name scrolling across on, on a new style ticker, huh? like they do on the CNN fake news show. All right. Well, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing and reviewing and supporting us, all that kind of stuff. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.